Hello, and welcome to the Friday Live thing. Whether you have an existing online business or are just starting out, we show you how to grow and scale your business the easy way. Here are your hosts, Tim Goodwin and Mark Thompson. Hi guys, and welcome to the Friday Live thing late on a Thursday evening for us. Uh, we've got a special guest today who is currently auditioning for his role in The Invisible Man. Because <laughs> <laughs> he turns up, we'll add him. But we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about content marketing. So hopefully he'll turn up. If he doesn't, it's Tim's fault because Tim arranged all this. You let Tim arrange one show. At the, this is the 61st show. It's the first one I let him arrange. Well, so. well, well I tried. Now, the, the, the reason being is that our, our guest this evening is um, actually in Hawaii. So it's a 10-hour difference. And, um, yeah, we were just trying to make sure we did the maths correctly for the uh, the time zone alteration. So if he turns up, great. If he doesn't, eh, what the hell? Um, it means we're going to be able to carry on our own. <laughs> right. So we, actually, we are going to talk about content marketing. Mm. And uh, more, we were, I know we discussed it before with um, Daniel. And, I mean, I've been going through some, some courses recently. Um, and... There is nothing you can probably do for your business uh, that will have more benefit than writing or creating good quality content. Because once you've got just even one good content piece, just one, you can drive a load of traffic to it. You can engage people. You can then, if you get like good, good comments, you can then send out emails with those comments and drive more people to it. Uh, two weeks ago, was it? Um, I created a piece of content all about what I've, what I've learned by spending $3,000 on AppSumo. All I did then was tweet out AppSumo. Actually, no, I didn't. I, I logged, a, logged a court to help this and said, hey, I've just written this. Can you check it? Can you check it for that? that everything I've written is correct. Uh, that's not really what I wanted. <laughs> I, I sent that message just so they would look at it and go, oh, we like that. And they did what I half expect them to do. They came back and went, hey, I thought they'd actually tweet it out. No, they said, no, can you write us a piece of content, which uh, I've written. It was approved yesterday. So sometime very soon, I'm going to have an article on the AppSumo website. That article I wrote initially um, took me about an hour, an hour and a half, 90 minutes. Um, and yeah, so I can't think of anything that I could have done in an hour or 90 minutes that would have had more bang the amount of time uh, even if one person comes from AppSumo I've still got a link on one of the most popular high traffic sites on the internet hi Mark good to see you hi Ian um let us know who's on tonight because obviously this is a different time that we're normally on yeah um and we're gonna have a different different audience tonight so we, we've got to stop all the English related jokes <laughs> we've, got, we've, got, we've got to be multicultural tonight so, so, so whilst Mark was just talking, then I, I just went on to my Google Analytics for the last thirty days, and um, I went and basically I did a search. Um, if you go into your own Google Analytics, you can do this as well. Basically, look for the um, set the, the zone range for the last thirty days, and then um, look at the landing pages um, that uh, the landing pages under behavior, and you can see. Um, very, very quickly, if you, uh, I basically have all of my blog posts under the sub, like, 
um, basically the, uh, the the folder of blogs on my on my site. So I can quickly kind of sort through. Okay, these are all the blog posts that are on my site because obviously I'm on Shopify, not on on WordPress. So I can see which ones are the most trafficked um, uh, landing pages. So ideally most of these are kind of come from most of the traffic to these particular blog posts are going to be organic so last month we got 1539 sessions so approximately 1300 users actually looking at blog posts on my site as the landing page so the first page of entry um, and some of the top ones they're getting four five hundred odd um, sessions which is great. So you can actually see very, very quickly, um, you know, what's, what people are interested in, what Google is ranking and all sorts of things. So that's the simple way of looking at it from an analytics perspective, but it gives me an idea of like, okay, so if those are ranking, what else can I do? And uh, it's in terms of what content can I create that will potentially also rank uh, organically on, on Google. So one of the things that I've been doing recently is basically answering an awful lot of questions. Now, if you go on to something like answer the public um, uh, as an example, or even just go to Google and look to see what the snippets are actually being, what the snippets are for your particular keywords, so type in your main keyword, you can see the main questions that, or the main queries that people post on to Google. So, and you would, you know, it makes sense for you to go and uh, figure out uh, what what people what are people asking on Google about your particular thing? So I'm going to do that right now. Actually, let's see if I can share my screen. Actually, let's see if we can do that whilst we're um, whilst we're on. Hold on a second. This is where I'm going to let Mark allow me to share my screen. Share screen. Share screen. Uh, entire screen. Share. So we're going to get a funky. Yeah, there we go. So hopefully you can see my screen now. Yeah? I can see a screen perfectly, mate. Awesome. So, so if I look for super greens, oops, greens powder, which is one of my main keywords. So that one of the things I look for, as you can see, we've um, it's because it's I'm logged in at the moment. It's showing me um, some data uh, for that particular keyword, but. People ask, is super greens powder good for you? What are the benefits of taking super greens? What is the best super greens? How do you use super greens or super green powder? So what we've done is we've answered some of these questions. Um, I don't think I'm ranking for any of these in the snippets, but certainly further down the line, I will be ranking for things like how to mix super greens for best taste, for example. Um, and that attracts quite a lot of search volume for us. So um, you can see I've got an ad running for it as well, but um, uh, what if it's got it organically? It probably is on the second page now because of the way that Google has changed the rankings lately. Uh, it's not, not appearing, but as you can see, I've got an ad for it um, running as well. So it's one of the most um uh popular um pieces of content that we've got and we are actually running a google ad to that piece of content because we know that there's quite a few searches for it so we are um we, we try to rank it that way 
So I wrote that article probably three years ago. And since then, we've done various updates to that particular article. I'm, I'm going to cost myself some money by clicking on it so you can see what it looks like. Um, and it's it's a fairly simple article. Click fraud, mate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so um, it's got videos in there. It's got images. It's got um, like recipes and all sorts of stuff. So it's quite a long post in there. Looks good on a mobile. Really, really very, very simple to create. Um, and that is basically starts off from a piece of content I wrote a couple of years ago. And now it's now it's ranking quite nicely uh, for that particular uh, keyword term for super greens powder. So that's how you can create content and have content drive traffic to you. Um, it's really not that complicated at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually going while keep on talking, wait, keep on talking, I'm digging out one of my articles. So I wrote this article called um, how to come up with a blog name. It is 1600 words long. It ranks for over 3000 different phrases, all about naming your, your blog. And that's something you couldn't buy. No, absolutely. Um, there's something uh, actually that um, I, I've just noticed a comment from Ian um, talking about a, a resource that you can use to find yeah. topics that are getting our, our ranking and rating at the moment. And of course you can use Google Trends, but um, explodingtopics.com is actually quite an interesting one because it shows all of like the terms that are um, exploding as the thing suggests. So I was on there the other day and I found one, basically the search term or the, the keyword um, uh, collagen or collagen powder. And like, I can, it shows me that over the last five years, the trend of like searches for that particular topic. So I know for me personally, that's an interesting topic, it might also be a, an interesting product for me to create um, within, within my business. So um, yeah, it'd be worthwhile us to at the very least start creating some content around, the, uh, around collagen and the coll collagen powder um, to see what kind of interest and what kind of traffic we can draw into into our business. So explodingtopics.com is definitely um, uh, an interesting one to, to look at. Yeah, I'm just trying, it's a bit slow because I'm running uh, StreamYard. So I'm just trying to find uh, site content, that's what I'm after, or pages. Collagen greens, yeah. Is it's interesting that uh, Randall's just made a comment like collagen greens in the uh, in the comment section. This actually it's a very interesting subject. It's like we've we've actually come up with a collagen powder. We've got a collagen source that we can use, and actually mixing it with our greens. Um, actually, because of the the way the flavour that we've created in the for the collagen of lemon and lime, it makes our green greens taste even better. Um, so there is a temptation to mix the two together and put it into one product. Although to be honest with you, I'd profit more from actually having them as two, two separate products and have it as a, as a mixer, um, to make your greens taste better. So yeah, interesting, interesting comment. Yeah. So that article I wrote, uh, back in 2017. So November, sorry, January, so basically three years ago. Um, I've had 25,000 visitors. It took me 
two hours to write. And that's that's one of the great things with like content marketing. One of the things that is I, I, I've struggled with over the last 12, 18 months or so is this whole Facebook ad anxiety, um, which is you're running an ad campaign and it's working right now. But the problem is, is that you don't know tomorrow whether Facebook's going to go, nah, I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to see your ads anymore. Um, so it either racks up the price um, or it bans your ads completely. So like, for example, quarter four last year, uh, the cost per thousand, the CPMs on Facebook for me increased from five pounds up to 20 pounds uh, cost per thousand, which is outrageous. Um, so I basically had to turn off my ads um, because it was just unprofitable to, to run them. And I was quite happy to, to a certain degree, I was quite happy to sit on my on my budget for a couple of months waiting for Jan for December 26th to start running them again where it, the ad prices plummeted again um the problem problem with that is that you're always at the mercy of Facebook or Google or whatever <clears throat> platform and you're you're essentially renting traffic from Facebook and Google rather than owning uh, only owning it yourself so um, Mark, have a chat for a second because I think Jeff has just come online. So okay, cool. So in one, one thing that I've noticed, and even no, it got reiterated when I was looking at my stats there, my top rank, or like the articles with the most number of views and most visitors every single day, are the ones that start. How much do blogs earn? How do you name a blog? Um, what are what are the free stock photo sites? They're all question based. So what I'd recommend doing is have a look at your blog or if you're planning a blog, plan a, plan a blog, come up with five normal articles and then come up with two articles that relate to questions that people ask. Publish them and then look at the traffic. And I guarantee that the ones that answer the questions would probably get most traffic. One other thing is your traffic tends to go, let's see if I can draw this. It's like a little bit of a, no, I can't, I can't draw this. No, I can't, I can't control my finger. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a hill shaped. Yeah, something like that. So it, go, it goes up and then it will start to drop, drop down again. When you see it dropping down, go back into that article and rewrite it a little bit. So do a 2020 version. Oh, we have a guest. Hey. Hi, Jeff. Hey, how are you doing? this out, uh, which, which way are we going to do it? No. Not that, that way. That, 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 that's that's probably all right. To start with. I'll find a better way, best way for it. There you there go. We go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, morning, Jim. How you doing, buddy? I, I can't hear anything. Hey, so so sorry for being late, guys. Um, the time change, and I just updated my computer operating system last night, so the calendar's not sending notifications. <laughs> that's and right. between the two. Um, here we are, and I was like, wait a second, I better check. And lo and behold, I am 15 minutes late. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. We're already started. We're already live. So sure. already, we've, we've been filling in a little bit and chatting about content marketing in general. For sure. Um, so what we'll do is um, we'll introduce you because it's likely that a lot of the people that are coming on to our call probably have no idea who you are. So, right, right. Um, <laughs> um, uh, this is Jeff. Jeff, is it Jeff Winberg or is it pronounced slightly right. different? Winberg, yep, Winberg. That's right. Winberg. Okay, so um, Jeff is uh, the director of marketing at Zipify Apps, 
Um, you, some people who are in the Shopify world will be aware of Zipify apps. They do Zipify pages and they do Zipify one-click upsell. And I think they do, you've got a couple of other products as well, kind of bouncing around and yep. bits and pieces like that. So, um, but um, Zipify is the, <laughs> Mark's clicking his fingers like a mad thing. I'm not sure whether he's, can he hear us or not? Um, I'm not sure. He's he's looking a bit <laughs> mystified by it all. Technology, eh? Um, also, um, Jeff is, uh, you originally worked for Lead Pages, that's right, yep. isn't it? Yep, way back so like when Lead Pages first started. Yeah, so you're one of the very early employees at, yep. uh, at, at, at Lead Pages. Yep. Um, so between Lead Pages and, um, sorry, Mark will come back in a yeah. second. <laughs> between Lead Pages and, uh, and, and Zipify, obviously with Lead Pages, you were working with Clay Collins, which, mm -hmm is must have been a hell of an experience of somebody who with that much energy and um, uh, growth um, expectation. And now you're working with people like Ezra Firestone, equally ramping stuff up really, really yep. fast. That must be a really exciting uh, uh, position to be in. Yeah, it's it's definitely been um, cool. I feel super grateful, grateful for, for like, opportunity and, and, and um, just getting, just to, getting learn to learn from both people. people. Um, it, it, it's helped various skill sets because everybody kind of like has their own expertise. But um, I feel like because I've gotten to learn from quite a few different um, like experts, uh, it's given me like a, a really good, well-rounded marketing knowledge. And um, it, it's fun getting to apply that stuff to to Zipify and to like my own stuff that I work on and um, just like friends that need help and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's fun stuff for sure. So cool. So um, as well as obviously working for Zipify and for lead pages, you're at, at heart, you're an internet entrepreneur at, yeah. as well. And yep. your passion is in lead generation and content creation and everything to do with lead acquisition and, and, um, you know, um, optimization for, yeah. you know, making sales and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, you know, what kind of things have you done for yourself as well? Cause if, if you, if you've been enrolled, it, cause obviously Zipify obviously and lead pages are very SaaS orientated. Yep. Have you done anything sort of for your own products as well? Yeah, for sure. So, um, Back when I was at Lead Pages, I started a company called Smart Video Metrics, and that was for kind of like tracking conversions off of videos. Um, so I built that out, and uh, about a year later, I sold that company and moved on to. Um, I think I don't honestly I don't remember what was between there, but the next kind of thing that I worked on was after I started with Ezra in the e-commerce space, um, I started a diaper brand because I also um, had a one-year-old baby at, at that point. And so I was going through a ton of diapers and I was like, oh man, these are really bad. And so I started a biodegradable disposable diaper company called Diaperful and did that for like about a year and got to the point where it was like, I'm gonna have to make a large investment to like real, to, you know, order more stock and to like cover everything that was kind of required to grow the business and decided to just fold that one because um, I didn't love the diaper business enough to get that deep into it. So it was just like, all right, it's, I, I love that what we've done with like the engagement with the audience. So let's 
kind of like take what we've learned here and move it to the next thing. And right now that's like what I'm working on um, with a project called Commonwealth Today. And it's just like next generation financial education for um, people that want to like put their money to work for them. So it's not like, let's live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like a good between those businesses, Zipify, lead pages. It's like a really good um, like put it all you know out there like utilize all the skills from everything and then what's cool is i also like still continue to like get a learn stuff from other people that are out there doing it um by being at zipify and smart marketer i get to see kind of like you know um cool things that are working and then i can turn around and share those with with friends and that kind of stuff so it's like a fun a fun world um kind of everything like helps everything else and that's um what i love about it cool I think I think Mark has been fa fairly um, well amused by the, um, the potential marketing uh, names for a for a diaper brand. Yeah. Um, but I, I can imagine shitty, shitty marketing. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not noticed quite. I just had some problems with the um, mic and audio as soon as you came in, so I'm not sure what that was. But welcome. It's right. Sometimes we get a little bit of feedback with this. It is cool. So. Um, so to kind of go back to a little bit, um, just before we actually carry on, um, anybody who's online on Facebook or on YouTube, put in your comments and questions for Jeff as we go along. We'll do our best to kind of cover questions as we go along. Um, in terms of content marketing, you know, what's kind of, would you say is your overall philosophy on it? Is it quality, quantity? You know, are you talking um, uh, more of like, um, excessive promotion of the content you're creating sure. repurposing or is it all of the above yeah i mean it's it's kind of all of the above but um it's definitely like got to be quality so that's kind of like the given in all of this is it has to be quality both in terms of like what you're saying and then also like the um audio and video quality um on the technical side of like audio video i will say audio is generally more important than the quality of the video um just because if people can't hear you it's yeah. harder for them to like tune into the video they can they'll generally like you know like forgive some um lower quality video if the audio quality is still high because they can still like understand everything engage with it but if it's vice versa if you have really good video and not good audio it's you're not going to see as good a result so that's like the technical, like it has to, you know, um, um, kind of be up to par. And then as far as like content and, and like what you're making content about, um, that definitely, it, it needs to, um, first and foremost, it has to provide value. Like there has to be like something that people are getting out of it other than just like, hey, check out this video all about us, right? Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> why does somebody want to watch this video like what are they going to get out of it and there has to be some benefit that you generally need to figure out before you make the content like why would somebody want to watch this what are they going to get out of it and then like back into the content once you know that does that make sense yeah no no absolutely so one of the things that actually i've just literally finished reading a book um uh, it's, I think it's called, uh, they ask you answer. It's Marcus Sheridan mm -hmm. and uh, very much along those kind of the same lines where it's basically the way that, um, consumers 
um, are uh, the, the way that people want to buy things, they do an awful lot more um, of their own research online and they're looking for answers to their questions, the things that they're not quite sure about. They look yeah. for a lot more content yeah. um, than ever before. Yeah. And one of the things as businesses that we, we've actually failed to answer a lot of the kind of like the important questions. We're always very good at talking about ourselves and talking yes. about how great our product is, um, but not actually answering basic questions. So mm -hmm. for my particular business with Lean Greens, it's like the main question that we get pretty much on a daily basis is, what does it taste like? Um, <laughs> sure. and it's like what does a greens drink taste like? Because yep. most people that we, um, you know, that we're selling to have never tried a greens drink before. Mm -hmm. So we've we've now been creating content that answers that question. It's like what 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 does a greens drink greens drink taste like? Yep. What causes it to taste like that? How can we improve the quality of the taste? Um, mm -hmm. Things like that. So it's 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 an interesting kind of it's a different way of about it rather than just going hey right. take, take lean greens it tastes awesome kind of thing. yeah yeah exactly because like people like kind of what you said they're doing their research and if you're answering their questions before they ask them they're more likely to just be like oh cool let's let's try lean greens versus like if you're just making something that's like oh it tastes awesome yeah it's like well what does that even mean um people don't have any context um and uh so recently kind of have circled back to um, somebody that I'd love to recommend to the audience because uh, it's been really helpful to me. I've been doing this for a long time and it was still like, oh man, this is like really, really smart. And that's um, content that Brandon Lucero from Sold With Video is putting out all about okay. thought reversal videos. It, it, it basically does what we're talking about here, but in like a way smarter way. So you're not just creating how-to videos and, and more content that like everybody else is putting out you're like providing that value and like you're for, for lack of a better term, you're reversing their thought and like, and showing why, you know, like the foundations that you have as a company or as a person or whatever are like a new way they should be thinking about it. It's really cool stuff. Um, I think they also have a, uh, like a training coming up here in the next couple of weeks um, where they're going to like go into it, but it's, it's been, I, I would say it's like actually started like changing how I think about like creating content, like just across the board, because it's like that powerful because it's like taking you away from just like everybody else. that's also doing the same type of stuff and kind of like tweaking your content. So it's more effective, sets you apart from everybody and like positions you as a thought leader. So it, it's uh, really cool. You should check it out. So before we go on, move on yeah. from that point, what was, uh, just a quick reminder, what was the name of the person again, Brandon? Oh yeah, Brandon Lucero. Okay. And the website I think is soldwithvideo.com perhaps. Uh, yeah. the, the company name is definitely Sold With Video. Okay. Um, and then I see uh, Bart, thanks for signing up, man. Um, hope you enjoy that. And then Randall had a question about um, outsourcing and that kind of stuff. And so the... For outsourcing, I, I definitely outsource video editing and some other things, but you can't just like, like, hey, person, like take care of this. Like I'm still planning the content. I have to film it. I have to kind of like direct it, but somebody else actually like goes and edits it for me and, and that kind of stuff. So um, there isn't really a way to like hands off, like, hey, you do the content, you still have to be involved in it. You just don't have to always 
do the like the nitty gritty like video editing as an example um you still have to provide basically everything for them to put it together how you see it in your head um so that's just a uh you know clarification on that question there sure now i think that's it's it's the case for a lot of what i do internally as well is that i'll i will write a piece of content and I'll do the the you know the actual creation of say an article or a blog post. I'll then pass it on to my you know content person Ellie, yeah. who then tidies it up. She she finds all the images, she edits <laughs> yeah. edits it all, sticks yep. it into zipified pages to make it look pretty. And it's like it it means that I'm not getting bogged down in like the prettification or yeah. like the 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 fine tuning which i know that ellie does a whole lot better than i do yep um and this sounds like that's the same kind of thing that what, what you're doing with the video it's like you do the raw video make sure the quality of the content is good and you pass it on to somebody else to okay. kind of like bring the you know the creative side together a bit yep that's right cool cool so um one of the things i wanted to ask you about is actually something that ezra does on oh no, ezra's done or it's almost become a little bit famous for with, um, he has one piece of content that mm-hmm. has generated literally millions of dollars worth of revenue. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting because people go, oh, well, do I just need to create one piece of content that's actually gonna set me free and create millions <laughs> and millions of dollars? Right. Um, my, my question is, I don't know how much you were involved in any of that um, in terms of like, um, uh, you know, putting that piece of content up, testing it, split testing it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Did it happen by, uh, I hate using the word luck, but did it happen by luck or was there an intense amount of split testing of headlines, opening sequence, where the pins are and all that kind of thing? How did that come out? Yeah, for sure. So the ones for Boom, I'm not directly like involved with, but I see them, we use them as examples and smart marker and Zipify and everything. So definitely like, um, you know, can speak enough on it. And I'll say that it was not by luck. Um, They test and then figure out like, okay, most of this one's like heat maps, like just the whole nine yards for testing and tracking to see like results. And then like, oh, I wonder if we could improve like this section of the page. So let's like do something here. And basically they're always just like testing new things to see like how, you know, like, just as one example, like let's test a different header image and see how that affects things. And then the winner of that becomes like the new um, standard for that, that page. And then they'll just move on, like keep testing things. And then eventually they'll have one where it's like, okay, this works good. And then they'll just continue to like keep testing new ideas and things as they happen. And also they'll, um, you know, uh, come up with new articles or, um, whatever it may be and test them against each other and all that kind of stuff and find the one that's always going to like provide the best results. And then that becomes like the new standard that they base everything else on. So, so in terms of obviously um, I've certainly seen Ezra talk an awful lot about how he drives an awful lot of traffic to that through from Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or whatever, or that kind of thing. Is there a, a certain level of, um, uh, is he is he doing an awful lot organically as well, SEO wise, to drive traffic to that, or is it is it just purely a a, um, a, a bridge content piece 
in sure. between the the you know the the original pitch on the on the Facebook ads, um, which then drives people through. Yeah. Um, so, I SEO is. Sorry, one sec. That's all right. Um, SEO kind of like plays into it a little, but it's almost like that's the second game. The the first priority is is ads and um, paid amplification, um, just because you know like we've we've got things figured out to the point that like we know at least roughly like dollar in equals this much out over the course of everything. So it's like, since we have that figured out, let's just go straight for like, what's going to get us the best result. And usually like organic SEO takes a lot longer to like get results. So that's almost like a secondary benefit of using paid amplification because all of that gets better because you get more traffic to the page, you get more people like linking to it, all that kind of stuff. So it's one of those like, they both go hand in hand, but our focus is generally on paid amplification. Sure. So now, obviously, Ezra's got this amazing piece of content that, you know, one piece of content that produces all this revenue. Yeah. Um, I presume there is now kind of a strategy of, say, for example, you go, okay, well, I've got a completely different business now that, say, for example, the smart market stuff or even Zipify apps kind of stuff. You go, okay, well, how can we model what they've done on Boom, but in Smart Marketer and, and Zipify? Is there a particular starting point that um, you, you go for and you use to um, create that piece of content? Is there, a, is there a kind of like a structure, a model almost that you go, you follow? Yeah, sure. Um, for the most part, it's um, always, always like, he, <laughs> Ezra calls them listicles. Yeah. So it's always like, you know, five things or four things or whatever um, that get like the equal whatever result like your audience is after. So like for um, the boom audience, it's five makeup tips for um, like older women or something like that. Um, so for Zipify, it was uh, trying to think there was one pre-sale article that we have that is like. I think it's like three or four things learned from $1 million in upsell revenue. And it's, again, it's just like lays out the things that you should do in your upsells and why it's important. So again, that circles back to what we were talking about with like, you have to have quality that people get value from. And it's not just like, Hey, buy our app. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, like even if they didn't get the app or, you know, like booms products or whatever, they're still getting value out of the article. Um, that's kind of like the key is it has to be super valuable. So people are like, Oh my God, that was awesome. Let me like, what is this product that they have? Cause it's usually the, um, value add at the top, then like a transition and then basically all pitch for the product after that. And you will get, you know, some sales off of that if it's, if it's well-written and it transitions good and everything. Um, but then you can also like retarget people that have been there. You can, you know, do all of the advanced marketing stuff, but that's kind of like a good entry point for top of funnel. Cool. So you know, I think there's a, a, it's a really interesting case study of actually how content marketing can, um, it, it's not just about SEO. So a lot right. of the stuff that we, Mark and I have talked about actually just before you came on was mm -hmm. a lot of it's SEO based where we're, sure answering specific questions that people have about a product type or whether it's, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, uh, one of the pieces of content Mark was talking about was um, uh, a piece that he created having spent $3,000 on AppSumo, what did he find? What did he discover kind of thing? Yeah. Those kind of pieces of content, you know, are it's not necessarily about spending money to them, although right. we can do that. It's like it, we do it for the SEO play rather than yeah. the application uh, model. So, and, and what you can do, like, I mean, that sounds super interesting because people are always like wondering about that. You can totally like amplify that too and mm. have benefits of both um, because I would assume people are going to get value out of it either way. And it's just another touch point with your, your audience and your brand, like between your audience and your brand. And the more of those they have, the more familiar they're going to be, the easier they're going to be to, you know, convert and all that kind of stuff. Um, but like as using that example, it's like, oh, I would totally like run traffic to that. Because yeah. like across the board, it's one of those things where it's just going to like make everything better. Um, not only like SEO, but also like traffic to the page and there's just, I mean, the only downside with paid amplification is like, you know, it might not convert, but if you look at it in terms of it's an investment into your brand and it's not just like, oh, I lost money, you know, yeah. it, it's like technically, yes, maybe you did, but it's more like an investment in getting people pixeled, getting them like at least the, it might be the first touch point with your brand. So it's at least like that. And then once that is done, they're kind of like in your sphere of influence, then you might find them again with something else and you might retarget them with another article. So there's a lot of stuff that is, is a benefit of paid amplification. And like, you can tell that I'm a big proponent of it. And the, the main reason is it just like SEO takes so long to, to just find out that it's not going to work. So, I mean, if you don't have the resources to do paid ads, that's totally cool. And it's a great way to like get started. Um, it just like takes so long to get results. So I, I would, I would rather like invest a little bit of money, find out it's not working and be like, okay, cool. And now we know let's move on to the next thing or like, why wasn't it working or whatever that may be. And then like optimize it, send some more traffic, figure it out. Um, but if it's a well-written like SEO piece, and it's already like ranking. I mean, it's kind of like send some traffic there and see what happens. Cause that's probably like close to a no brainer. I, th I think that's kind of the, the approach that I've had over, um, over the last sure. few years is that I've, you know, I've written content that has then ranked and I was just showing, but just before you came on, actually, I did a search and you can see my adverts for a piece of content on Google when somebody does a search for my yep. primary keywords. Um, so I'm amplifying it after I've ranked it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which yep. is um, it's a slightly different, but I, I suppose you could almost end up forcing it to rank better right. yep. um, by amplifying it first. Yeah. Ha ha have you seen like good results by doing that? Um, by doing it the other way. So basically, yeah. you know, I've, I, I rank for it from an organic yep. SEO perspective and then amplifying it. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's just a way of... Um, when somebody's searching for our primary keywords, it's just driving people to our brands rather than, and it's and it's not uh, a, a straight out pitch kind of thing. So sure. the, the kind of content that um, we're talking about is like how to make your super greens powder taste better. That's, mm -hmm. the, that's the article. Um, so when somebody is doing that search, which I know is what a lot of people are looking for, 
is like they come across our brand and then we're pixeling them and then converting yeah. them later further down yep. the line. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we're building up that kind of no like and trust with yeah. that person for our brand rather than them going for some cheaper, nastier tasting product yep. that um, they, they might find if, if they just did a, a search based upon price. Yep. So, and that's like, that's really like what we're trying to do with like the value based approach anyway is like no like and trust. So mm -hmm. it's easier to, so however you get there is good. Yeah. <laughs> So the question that um, just popped up from um, Bart is just says, uh, Zipify apps or Shopify any product? I'm a WooCommerce guy. Um, I I know the answer. Say Bart, switch over to Shopify, man. Yeah, you got to switch <laughs> to Shopify. I, I do keep on trying to persuade everybody to move over to Shopify because yeah. it's way easier. It's yeah. way headache than the WooCommerce approach. So, uh, but yeah, it's Shopify but, only, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, but actually, that's a good thing because uh, the guys at Zipify can focus on developing the best yeah. Shopify app possible. Yep. All right. There's a question here, and I'm uh, sure we all know the answer to this, or we can come up with ways of actually answering it. So that is, it's too bad that there isn't an age generational search tool or app creating content to meet uh, the questions needs of very focused audience would be a ton easier. Where's Jeff gone? Has he, has he disappeared? Oh, there no, he is. Back, sorry. <laughs> he's back again. Um, so, my sort of my idea on this one is well, you can actually do this. If you create an um, an article, start running some one dollar, two dollar a day adverts to it across a whole broad range of demographics, and then see who comes and reads the article. Mm -hmm. And that's one way you would find that sort of the search tool, the age, the demographics. But I'll let you guys answer it as well. That that's a, a great strategy, um, Randall. Like my follow up question would just kind of maybe be like, can you provide a little more context as to, like, you know, are you serving like an older market or something that you're not in, or like, can you give us a little more context as to, uh, you know, why you're having a hard time um, kind of creating that content? I think I think one of the challenges, and I suppose um, I think uh, obviously uh, Google Ads is getting a whole lot better at answering questions that are relevant to the searcher that's searching. Mm -hmm. They're actually, you know, the the machine learning, the way that it's based upon search intent rather than actual keywords is actually meaning that the um, the quality of the, of the the search results is a lot better. The key bit is creating either content or um, driving people to content that is relevant to the audience that you're serving. Um, uh, so yeah, exactly. If you're trying to reach the boomer market, you know, um, who wants to start start a business, it's like yeah, you've got to you've got to write content. And you've got to write ads that are relevant to that particular audience. Mm -hmm. um, so, like you know, you kind of almost identify. Um, you get you get the, the searcher or the person on Facebook self-identifying, going by going, "Are you a boomer? Do you want to start yeah. a new you know career?" Blah blah blah. That and Rem then remember MacGyver. Yeah. Did you watch the eighteen first time round? There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I did watch both 
as just just for everybody's reference. Um, <laughs> I, I, man, wow. I, loved, I loved MacGyver. I was a little young for the A team, but MacGyver, um, yeah, loved that show. <laughs> <laughs> I think every entrepreneur must have loved MacGyver because that's yeah. where it started. Working out ways of doing stuff with a big bean can and a bit of string. Oh, that's funny. Um, so that also, actually like, Ian's come up with um, a really good answer, a bit of pop doodling. And something mean absolutely nothing to Jeff. Um, I know. Yeah, explain what pop doodling is. In fact, Tim, you explain what pop. No, doodling I'm is. not. I'm not going to explain. I'm not gonna... No one's going to explain what pop doodling is, but we all know what it is. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Right. Oh dear. I'll, I'll get Tim to send you a document on pop doodling. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it, it works really airwork. well. Yes. Um, um, oh man, all of the eighties. For those of you wondering about um, pop doodling. If you're in the pro group, check out the document we have in the pro group. It will change your marketing forever if you apply the principles. It's, it's a, if anything, it's essentially creating content that is for your, um, uh, your, your population, your audience that is relevant to them. And it's, it's not about direct kind of like smashing people over the head with sales and stuff yeah, like that. For sure. That's probably the worst description of pop doodling ever. Doodling on, so. The, um, just, I mean, w one, one thing that I, I found that has, has always been like a, a real good, I guess, for lack of a better term, like, um guiding thing for for me and like my personal projects is when i'm like actually a uh uh a target market of the product or service that i'm working on um because not not only does it like make it easier to like oh man let's see what would what would i have wanted when i was like facing this problem um so tim as an example with lean greens like let's say that that was my company and it was like, oh man, well, let's see when I first like started, you know, taking a green drink, like what, what were like the things that I was like kind of having problems with? And, you know, let's just say it was like the taste, oh man, I tried a bunch and the taste was like kind of gross. So I created my own and like, you can use yourself as like a Guinea pig. And I, I know like, you know, not everybody is their own avatar. But I will say that it does help and make things a lot easier if you are at least somewhat your own avatar. Maybe if you're an avatar that's in a different like age group, all you need to do then is get the hook that'll like like for uh, Randall's question. Um, if he's not like a, a boomer, maybe all he has to do is figure out like, hey, how do I phrase this intro so it resonates with baby boomers and then like all of the rest of the content's the same. Um, so just as 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 one tip if you don't have a business that's ro rocking and rolling that's always something to consider like are you the target market or are you not and if so you know like how could you leverage that to your benefit <laughs> oh michael that is brilliant <laughs> oh that's funny if only he, if only he copyrighted the amazon herb company he'd be a billionaire by now dear <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant um, so uh, one of the other questions I've got is um, in terms of the, the type of content that you produce. Obviously, I've seen a lot of your video content mm -hmm. um, rather than actual written content. Yep. Um, so obviously you favor video over, over written. 
is that just because the video is what you're naturally like accustomed to, or is it more that you um, you find that video is it converts better or you know moves sure. the audience better? How do you what what's the reason for the the emphasis on the video? Yeah. Um, so naturally, I just gravitate towards video. Ezra does as well. Um, yeah. And so and at lead pages, like it was just video, video, video. Um, so there's like kind of just like a you know that's like oh cool my strong suits there but outside of just that like you can repurpose video for blog posts you can repurpose video for podcasts you can repurpose it for all this different stuff whereas if it's just written now I'm gonna have to like make a video specifically about this blog post now I'm gonna have like you can't as easily repurpose it so it's just I feel like it's a medium that's way easier for people to engage with and for you to repurpose as a company cool so in terms of like you know for for somebody who's a little bit maybe a little bit scared of getting yep. in front of the in front of a camera or even just um feels that they don't have the the skills to create a video where would you recommend somebody how would you recommend somebody start what kind of content should we be producing sure. is it you know is it short term short length stuff like or is it live video like we're doing right now what's yeah. what would you say is the best way for somebody who's a bit nervous to get started on that kind of thing so the like the first thing i'd i'd you know say is are you sure it's that you're afraid to be on video because most of us have taken a selfie made you know, like these days with phones like most people have been on video and they haven't been scared yeah it's it's more like probably fear of the unknown than anything and all I can say is just even if it's like grab your grab your phone, film yourself, because um, actually like that's what's starting to like resonate more is like the real video that is showing your personality, showing, you know, your viewpoints and everything. And then what that does is it lets people say, like, do I like this person? I mean, you know, not like oh they suck or whatever, but do I agree with their viewpoints? Do I want to engage with them more? And it, it's almost like um, like a filter. It, it attracts everybody that resonates and it doesn't attract anybody that doesn't resonate. So then the people that you do kind of connect with, those are the people that want the stuff that you're putting out. And yeah, Randall, fear of judgment for sure. Um, that's, that's pretty much the, uh, that's pretty much like the, the key factor. But the thing is, um, if you are going to be in business and you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to get judged. So you might as well say F that and just do it anyway, because <laughs> yeah. like whether like you're the best brand on the planet or the worst, people are still going to judge you either way. So it's, it's one of those like whatever. And really their judgment doesn't matter at all. It's like what you as like, you know, like you and your thoughts are all. And if somebody else has a, another thought that doesn't really matter, it doesn't have any impact on you or affect you in any way, unless you let it. And that's the thing is, it's just like, you're going to get judged. I mean, you know, like uh, a mentor of mine showed me, I, so I'm a huge Elvis fan. I'll, I'll make this like really quick, right? Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a huge Elvis fan. And uh, he showed this group uh, a video of Elvis's last performance. And he just put it there and said, like, what do you think about this? that's it. He didn't like give any context. And the um, comments were all like, Oh, man, he's so fat and disgraceful. And man, listen to that voice. He could still sing like, 
it was literally like night and day. And so he was just pointing out that like, even the most successful people still get like hardcore judged, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Really? Like, hey, all, like, all you've got, go ahead. So say, all you got to do is read any you, YouTuber's comments. Yeah. You'll have 50% going, you're brilliant. And 50% going, you're a tosser. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I think and some I, of the other, no matter what they say, they're still making money from the views. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, like those comments, they do help ads and all that kind of stuff. Facebook and all that kind of stuff. They don't like differentiate between positive and negative comments. It's more just like, how many comments does this ad have? Oh, cool. Well, people must be loving it if they're commenting. <laughs> it's interesting you say that. It's like um, uh, one of the things I've done over the last sort of 12. Ooh, let me guess. <laughs> Answer every comment on your Facebook feed. I've answered every single comment on my Facebook feed, every single one. Um, and the reason the reason for doing it is that it's like everybody's got a comment, and like even if it's a really really naff comment or somebody's made some snarky remark about supplements being a waste of time and all this kind of stuff, I, I you know they've they've taken the time to <laughs> put a comment up, so I'm going to give sure. them the time to respond. But what they really don't realize is that obviously it makes a difference to the um, the, the ability for the ad yeah. to, to rank. It gives me cheaper cheaper views and everything. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. they might be slating my product, but I'm still getting cheaper views. So, um, yeah. which is <laughs> oh dear. And now one of the things I was going to say was like it, I think it, the the issue with gen with video and people being afraid of creating video is actually a generational thing as well if you think about the 20 and 30 year olds of the world yeah. they are they're so much more used to like grabbing their phone and doing a mm -hmm. selfie or mm -hmm. recording a video or getting onto snapchat and all that kind of stuff the 40 and 50 year olds amongst us um and maybe older in mark's case who knows um <laughs> um Basically, uh, we're not, we're not, you know, when we, uh, when we think of video, we think of TV production yeah. and it's got to look good um, and it's got to be polished and all that kind of thing. And that, yeah. I think that puts a lot of people, certainly older people off from For sure. suddenly putting themselves in front of a camera. Yeah. And I agree. And um, so I see Vlad's comment. I just wanted to respond there about uh, turning written articles into videos with moving images and he's reading the um article as audio not amazing but it's a start so you totally a great start um th the only thing i would say is like you kind of have to compete in today's marketplace and that stuff doesn't really fly like it used to in like 2013 2014 where you know, you could do that and like rank a video and like get traffic and all that kind of stuff. But like people want the, even though it's not technically face to face, they want to see who the person is. They want to, see, they want that engagement. So Vlad, what I would recommend is just try your next one face to camera. Um, like here, here's what's going to happen. Um, you're probably not going to like it but publish it anyway, then do another one, publish it anyway. And eventually, you know, you're going to get like 50 videos down and look back at your first one and be like, oh man, like that video is kind of horrible, but look how far I've come. And now my video is pretty decent. Um, that's the, 
landing page. I always call it, I use the S word, but I always call it my S-H-I-T-T-Y landing page. It's always like the first version. It's always crappy. <laughs> and what I, I always have to do that because then it's like, okay, cool. Now I have a starting point. I can see like, oh man, this section really looks bad. I need to fix that one. But if I don't like get it down so I can look at it, then there's no way to like optimize it. It's all just like, well, I just need a good one. If I never have a start, then I can never make it good. So I always just kind of like equate my crappy landing page as like, that's like the starting point. And then from there, um, make it better. There's a really cool app called Vlog Easy. And basically you put it on your, your phone and you record um, whatever you want to record. If you make a mistake, you just stop. So if you pause for more than two seconds, it adds basically a slice in there. So mm. you can go through it and you can just cut out the bits you don't want. And nice. you know, it, takes, it takes a couple of attempts to get it right. But when you do, it does all the fast cuts for you, joins it all together and allows you to, to post it. It's really, really good. So that's awesome. Log easy. Try it. I think actually one of the, the best ways of getting used to doing video and recording video is doing exactly what we're doing right now. Um, at, for whatever reason, Siri thinks that I, I want to ask something, um, <laughs> which is weird. Um, is actually doing a live, a Facebook live, because yep. probably during this, what, 50 minutes that Mark and I have been talking, we've probably made a bazillion mistakes that if we right. were recording like um, ourselves, like mm -hmm. and just recording it and then putting it up later, we would go, oh, that's crap. I'll have to start all over right. again. Yeah. Whereas because we're doing it live, we make the mistakes. People don't notice those mistakes of while we're doing, yeah. while mm -hmm. we're doing this. We don't, people don't necessarily notice the ums and the ahs and the, yeah. the other bits in there. This is the um, 61st one of these we've done. Right. Oh, cool. I have not edit, edited one second of all those 61 hours worth of content. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm just lazy. Right. yeah. And, and also you're smart because it's not going to make it any better. Well, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The content some, still some, some, some of the mistakes are the best bits. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, dear. So um, if anybody else has got any questions, Drop them into the comments right now. We're going to wrap up shortly, I think. Yeah, sure. We've taken enough of Jeff's time for one day. Um, is there anything else that you want to add to anything that we've not really covered, anything you'd like to talk about? Or is there um, anything that um, you think would might be of interest to our audience, it's content marketing specifically? Yeah. You know, what, what's, what can make their life a lot easier with yeah, creating sure. content? Um, so just for everybody that is watching like I, I do you know like videos emails ads like across the board so if there are any questions like go ahead and cool i'm in there um That's a good one. but video editing software would you recommend um can i recommend screenflow it's like a 100 bucks super easy to use yeah. does like amazing stuff for a hundred dollars and it does like basically Anything I need to do video-wise, I can do it in ScreenFlow, and it's great. So um, that's what I recommend. We're, we're, we're all ScreenFlow, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We're both plus ones on that. That's yeah. like, you know, been using it for best part of ten years now, yep. um, and it's it's still it's just it's just a, an uncomplicated piece of software. 
Yeah. Um, it, it's not like using like you know whatever the equivalent Adobe thing is, yeah. where you you basically get, and all that kind of yeah stuff. you just get buried in like the, yeah. the 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 elite level kind of you know video editing tools, yeah. whereas Screenflow basically just does exactly what you want and nothing else. It's like you know it's it's really easy to get going with it. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would say about Screenflow, their support sucks mm -hmm. <laughs> and their <laughs> forums. Yep. So if you need support, go to YouTube and type yep. in the, what you're looking for in YouTube and you will find the answer there because it's just appalling. Um, it's even that good. Um, the, the one thing that's <laughs> solid about ScreenFlow is for the most, I've like had a few things like Mark, what you're talking about where it's like, ah, oh, like how do I fix this problem? Um, but in the course of like 10 years or whatever using it, it's been like a handful of those. So it, it the amount of times I actually like have to find support for something is so small that it it's one of yeah. one of the apps that I use on a daily basis that has paid back the hundred dollars it cost me to buy the software probably like a hundred or a thousand fold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Well, actually, one point you obviously you were in, uh, with Lead Pages. Now I remember when Clay launched Lead Pages from under his circular staircase yeah just doing videos yep i mean and that that was probably the first time i'd seen anybody launch a product or talk about a product he was developing at the time yeah uh, on video and yep. it was it worked yeah and oh he the, the company the company culture company culture that's right carried that that all the way through mm -hmm. actually I, I actually missed it when he when he stopped doing it and yeah. all you corporate boys came in <laughs> yeah yeah um but i'm I mean, actually, there again, that was uh, he was ScreenFlow, and also um, yeah. that highlights the point of what we were talking about earlier. Is it's like he just was like, "Well, I don't have a video studio, so I'm just going to like film these videos here under my staircase," and you know, yeah. like the company blew up. It doesn't matter like if it's uh, high production quality or not, and generally, that's a waste of time and money anyway. So. I, I, I honestly believe that there is a big place in the market for just normal videos like yep. we're doing here. Yeah. I don't know whether Tim told you, we, we, we take a two minute clip out of every one of these videos. Uh, so say something good for two minutes and we just repurpose it and we, we post it to a hundred different places and it drives, tra it drives traffic back yeah. to the website. And it takes no time at all. For mm -hmm. an, hour, an hour and a Monday morning it will yeah. take. Yep, um, sure. This will go. This will be a podcast in about an hour's time. Cool. Well, actually, I'll do it tomorrow. But it will be a podcast. It's easy. Yeah, that's awesome. So there's a there is a question there from Randall. Do you want to bring that up? Oh yeah. Good question, by the way. Story playing, creating an audience for your business. Meaning, are you concentrating a lot on your story? Um. My initial reaction is. You have to, you have to like tell your story in a way that's interesting, but more importantly, like you need to just like focus on the person that you're trying to help and their story. Like, um, I think it was, uh, Ryan Moran from capitalism.com kind of described it as like, you think of your ideal customer as a person that's on, uh, this journey. And you're the tour guide on the journey. So when they're at starting point A, what 
to starting point A to get them to starting point B. And then once they get to starting or, you know, point B, um, what do they need to know at that point? And you're the tour guide that tells them what they need to know at that point. Then when they progress to C, what do they need to know at that point? And you're always just there, like helping them along the path, because through that, they're going to get your story and they're going to like understand about you and everything. But most people, myself included, when I'm doing stuff, it's like I'm more concerned about myself than, you know, like the company that I'm learning from. But through learning from that company, I start to, you know, like learn about them and like, oh, man, that's cool. Like, uh, you know, oh, as I'm using this as an example from Ryan Moran, like, you know, yeah, it's like, oh, cool. Ryan's awesome. Like, I'm going to look at more of his content because he helped me figure out point A. Cool. Like, let's go in. Oh, cool. He's got something to get me to point B. And like, it just naturally happens. Whereas if he was just like, hey, I'm Ryan and I did all this like cool stuff, I'd be like, yeah bye yeah um, you're having my garage you're not like helping me with the problem i'm looking for help with so i'm gonna go find somebody that will and then i'm gonna start that journey with them but if you look at yourself as like a tour guide and you like just focus on helping people when they're at each step of the journey they take with you the results will be better i i think i think that's like huge like as a as a, a way of describing it it's it's massive because if you think about your own um, viewing habits on, say, YouTube, if you suddenly decide, okay, well, I want to search for um, how to invest in real estate. Right. And it's like you discover somebody who introduces the basics of how to invest in real estate. And then you go, oh, that person's actually talking about uh, how do I buy my first property? Um, or how do I get my first, you know, how do I get the mortgage to pay, pay for the thing, you know, and it's like each of the steps along the way is and the, the, that person is essentially, as you say, the tour guide. I think it's a, yeah. a fantastic uh, example, a, a way of describing what we're trying to do. Sure. So if you can answer the questions that the, that your prospective customer is most likely to have about mm -hmm not necessarily your products, but the products that right. your customer is ultimately looking to buy, yep. then they're going to be much, much more interested and much more likely to end up buying your solution. So totally. that's cool. Really, really good. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so um, how, how can people find you? What's the, if anybody's got any particular sort of like um, uh, questions, what's the best place to yeah. find you? Is it Zipify? Is it, what, where do people go if they want to find out more about what you or your the company that you work? Yeah, you can go to Zipify.com and that's Z-I-P-I-F-Y.com. And if you want to like email me directly, I'm just at Jeff, J-E-F-F dot Winberg, W-E-N-B-E-R-G at smartmarketer.com. Cool. And cool. just hit me up. Um, I don't know. I love talking about this stuff and helping. So um, however I can do that, let me know. Cool. No, um, thank you very much for today. I think like there's been, you know, a fant fantastic amount of content and a, a, enough things to move our audience forward, definitely. And I've, I've certainly, it's been great having you on because I know that I've learned an awful lot from you, from the stuff that you've done with Vivify and uh, One Click Upsell and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Awesome. So um, that's, it's certainly helped my marketing move move forward a massive amount so it's been a pleasure having you oh, on today yeah um, that's awesome to hear cool good stuff any well, let's any, do it again any final thoughts mark whilst before we um 
No, not really. Um, I think we're covered. I'm glad I got my voice back. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a little bit tinny, but we'll forgive you for that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm on these things at the moment. So, yeah. Sorry, but since, since Jeff popped in, yeah. all my, my, mic, my mic died and uh, headphones man. died and speakers died. I, I must have blown them out. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Typical. So, so if if you guys, anybody who's listening at the moment, if you've not come across Mark or I or Serious Markets Only before, um, if you go to free uh, group, da, 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 there we go. Joinsmo.com forward slash free. That's basically where Mark and I hang out and talk about all sorts of different stuff, marketing and business wise, all the time. So go check that out. Um, so thanks again to Jeff. Um, I say if uh, if you've, anybody's got any particular questions um, that they need answered, drop Jeff a message, and um, hopefully we've uh, covered everybody's questions. So thanks very much again. Cool. Thank thanks, you. Guys. Cheers. Bye. See you later. You've been listening to the Friday Live thing. For show notes and resources, head over to members.seriousmarketersonly.com.